Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Today we'll be listening to the Song of the Soul of Jane Wolfe. Jane is proprietor of Silver Feather, a shop that sells Native American jewelry, music, crafts, and products in downtown Eau Claire. Jane was raised Lutheran, was married as a Catholic, becoming involved with Native American and other Earth-based spirituality after her divorce. She currently attends Unity Christ Center in Eau Claire. Jane meets some of her needs for spiritual connection as part of a flute circle and also as part of a drum circle. Thank you, Jane, for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thanks, Mark. It's going to be exciting. You did surprise me, Jane, because you didn't bring any of the Native American-type music that I know that you play in your store. Why is that? I do play that music all day, six days a week, After pondering it over a little, I thought I just wanted to go someplace different instead of what I do normally. That's almost become part of my work, and what I brought is more what I felt touched my soul today. At your store, you sell primarily Native American artifacts. Do you sell Native American music there as well? I sell a lot of Native American music as well as a few non-Indian artists, but the majority of it is American Indian. And that will vary from the Native American church music to the flute music to drumming music and the more contemporary Indian music that's being done today. How long have you had Silver Feather? I started in Bloomer in 1984, 
And I think I'm on my 18th year in, here in Eau Claire. Why did you open up Silver Feather? I've always been fascinated by the Indian arts, and I also am always fascinated by unusual things. I don't like the run-of-the-mill. So I started very small with just Indian jewelry and then gradually added the different arts and crafts, so it's become a collection of American Indian goods. What's your ethnic heritage? Actually, I'm half Swiss, and then the other half is a mixture. And there's possibility on my mother's side that there could be some Indian blood, but I can't prove it, and it probably wouldn't be a real lot. So I don't claim any Indian heritage. I just am fascinated by their culture. When did you get connected up with Native American culture? I guess I feel I have always been connected to it, and I actually believe that I was an Indian in a past life. As a youngster, I was always fascinated by the American Indians, and then I had a chance to travel to New Mexico, and then that really clinched it. And then I met a silversmith in the mountains of Colorado, and he's the one that started me at the store. And he did my buying initially, but then after a few years, I started going out on the trips myself. I am the one that works with the customers, so it's easier if I do the buying. I sort of have a sense of what my customers are looking for. And the store itself, I actually dreamed Even the look of the store was in a dream. All my friends and everyone said I was crazy, but I just knew I had to do it, and it's worked, and I love what I do. So I've never looked back, and I have no regrets. Do you also make a lot of trips to things like powwows or other Native American celebrations? I try to go to a few powwows every year, although the store does tie me down. I'm there usually six days a week. I get to some powwows on a Sunday, and then I do take trips to the Southwest, where I often go to different markets and where the Indians are selling their goods. What were you raised religiously, Jane? I was raised Lutheran, and then I married and therefore turned Catholic, because in those days that was sort of a necessity. And then after I divorced, I actually just floated around for a while, But that's also when I started the store and started doing a lot of reading and became quite fascinated with the American Indian spirituality. And then that led me into kind of a earth-based spirituality where things that connect me to the earth. And I started studying different indigenous people and their cultures and find that there are more similarities between us than differences. So it's been an interesting journey, and I don't think it's over, but I really am drawn to the indigenous, earth-based spirituality. Do you have a religious home or a spiritual home that you connect with regularly? Well, I have several groups. The most structured one is probably Unity Christ Center here in Eau Claire. I find that they offer a lot of that earth-based spirituality and are very open and accepting. And then I'm involved in different circles, such as a drumming circle and a flute circle. And those communities also feed my soul in a way that isn't maybe traditional, but it seems to work for me. Well, let's turn and look at your music here, Jane. 
you've got a good slice of the world here, something that I can appreciate as an international folk dancer myself. I guess we start by going to South America. Are you a really big traveler, and how often do you travel? I've started traveling more in recent years just because I could not afford to do that when I was first starting out. A number of years ago, I took my dad back to Switzerland, and that really gave me the bug because I have to say I had to eat my own words. I had always said that there was plenty to see in the United States, that there was no reason to go abroad until I tried it. And then I found out there's a big world out there. That first experience really got me in this travel bug. Starting in about, I think, 1998 was my first trip to Peru. And since then, I have done quite a bit of traveling, and I've come to really appreciate. And I guess I like going to the third world countries, having trips that aren't what I call the tourist trip, spending time with the people of the country, trying to live as they do, so I really get a sense of what it's like to be in their shoes. Have you been down to Peru multiple times? I've made three trips to Peru, and one to Ecuador and the Galapagos Islands. But I think Peru has been one of my favorite countries, and I would guess that I'll probably go back again. There's still areas of Peru that I haven't visited. Well, I think your first song comes from a group that is from Peru. We're both handicapped with respect to lack of the local language there. But I think that these people are Inca-related. I think the name of the group is Pachatusan Incari. Where did you run into their music? The three trips I've taken to Peru have been spiritual journeys. And when I'm down there, we spend time with the shaman and the, the Caro Indians, who are descendants of the Inca. And this particular group was playing during ceremonies in the Sacred Valley outside of Cusco. And we were told that they are the most traditional, authentic type of Inca music that one would find in Peru. So when I bought their CD, the music takes me back to being there. And that's where it touches my soul. So it's not the type of music that our Western ear is used to hearing, but because it brings back such fond memories, it's one of my favorite CDs. What was the spiritual training that you were undergoing when you were there? What were you doing, actually? Well, the shaman take us to their different sacred sites, and many of these are not in at all tourist areas, and they do the ceremonies there that they've been doing for hundreds and hundreds of years, and we always have interpreters with us so that we know what's going on. But part of it is just picking up the energy. And sometimes they would tell us, just be there, just be in the present. And it may be long after you're back at home or maybe a year or two later when you have that aha moment that you realize what was going on and you didn't maybe get it at the time, but it does come back later to provide that meaning that it was meant to. Let's listen to Jane's first song for her Song of the Soul. It's by Pachatusan Inkari, and the name of the song is something like Chaski Chayamushan.
particular things does this kind of music evoke for you? Where does it take you to? Any particular things that happened in Peru that your mind goes to? Oh, I think so. And that will vary with maybe the mood I'm in for the day. But as we traveled with the shaman and went to some of the most beautiful places you could imagine, those images come back to you. There was a time we were doing a ceremony and the sun was setting and a full moon was rising at the same time. And it was just magical when you're there. And the energy it sets up, it's very hard to even talk about it just because there aren't the right kind of words. Many of the ceremonies we do, we can't always understand what they're saying. And the interpreters sometimes take for granted that we know things that we don't know. It's more of an energy thing. The shaman are so giving and you feel such love. It's like you are learning things that are at a deeper level that words can uh, really describe. Jane, you described yourself as being oriented, I guess, towards earth-based spirituality. How does that compare with the kind of Lutheran spirituality that you grew up with? Oh, I think there's too much dogma, too many do's and don'ts, and I don't know. You know, I've left that behind me, and I felt it was as part of the journey, and it's probably, it's fine for a lot of people, but I've just moved to this more down-to-earth, being connected to the earth, caring about the air and the stars, and I watch the sky, and the full moon can speak to me, and you don't hear that in the Lutheran Church. Well, let's listen to a second song by Pachatusan Inkari. It's called Wipala. Thank you. 
You mentioned, Jane, that one of your trips has taken you to Ecuador. Do you speak some Spanish amongst your other talents? I speak very little, enough to get around and be able to order a meal. I'm usually with someone that is interpreting. When you travel down there, do you go alone, or is it part of a group of you that go? The trips to Peru, the first one was with a group from here, and the next two times I went, I went alone, but then I join a group once I get down there. And when I went to Ecuador, and that included the Galapagos Islands, I went with a group from the university here. So are you getting more and more nervy as a traveler and confident of yourself? Oh, yes. I'm to the point now, I'm sure, with Peru that I would not be afraid to go down there by myself. I'm jumping ahead now, but when I went to Uganda, I flew with my nephew, but he flew home ahead of me, and I stayed an additional week or so by myself and then had to fly home alone, and it doesn't bother me. Was the family that you grew up in, were they interested in traveling? Were they interested in the world? Is some of this interest you have in travel inherited from your family? I think my father was the adventurer and the risk taker, and I take after him personality-wise, which is why I wasn't, you know, like starting my own business and I'm very independent. My mother, I don't think, ever got further than maybe just over the border into Canada and the Twin Cities. Uh, she did not travel at all, but I definitely took after my father and he would do things like this. This would be right up his alley. The next song that you have chosen for your Song of the Soul is Encuentros, which is by a group called Siembra. Now, I had to look those up because my Spanish is fairly limited. Siembra means sowing, and Encuentros means encounter. Uh, did you hear this band in person? Do you have some connection with them? This particular group we heard at a restaurant that we were dining at in Ecuador, but as I play it, it's pretty typical of the South American music that you'll hear on the street and in restaurants. It's more contemporary than the group that was more traditional uh, in the Inca music. So when I play this CD and several others that I have that are similar, it just takes me back to the fun times we had and the places we went while we were in Ecuador and the islands. It's interesting to me that almost all of the music that you've chosen for your Song of the Soul is music that represents other places. You don't have the music of your childhood here, and you didn't even include the Native American music, which you live most days. Is this the budding edge, maybe, of your spirituality? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> when you talked about Songs of the Soul, to me, music brings back memories, and at this point in my life, the memories that I really like to be in touch with are from these trips. And part of it is the incredible people I've met and the places I've gone and the simplicity of their lives because a lot of the places I go are more in that third world category. I think part of me really envies their lifestyle. And I've often said that if I didn't have my grandchildren, I'd probably move to one of these countries, but... They keep me here, so I just have to make my trips and, and then play this music to keep those memories alive. Well, let's listen here to Encuentros by Siembra from Ecuador.
Do you ever feel insufficient or get hassled because you're running a store with Native American goods and you're not pedigreed Native American? Does anyone ever accuse you that this is cultural exploitation or appropriation? I heard it a few times over the 20-some years, and it's usually behind my back because I wish they would address it directly to me because the Indians that make the goods that I sell appreciate the fact that I have a shop. Most of these artists don't care to run their own shops. They want to create. They just want to, whichever venue is their specialty, that's where they want to put their energy. Jewelry is what I sell the most of, and the artists that create the jewelry need to sell over a wide area. They can't just sell to their immediate circle or a 50-mile radius. So they need people like me that will go to the Southwest and buy their things and bring them back to sell. And there would be no way they could make a living if they didn't have people in shops selling what they make. So we help each other. I mean, I feel good that I can buy their things to help them make a living. So it's a win-win situation. Did you have to go through any kind of learning experience, training your experience yourself to be able to do the kind of selling that you do with cultural sensitivity? For instance, I understand in Native American circles, an eagle feather has special signification. A dream catcher is something. It's not just a cute thing to hang on the wall. How did you learn about these things? Oh, I I started partly, I did a lot of reading, but then as I met the people that I buy from, many of them have become friends, and we talk about the things, and we talk about the meaning, and I always handle their things with the most respect. And it took time to gain their trust and their confidence. It didn't happen overnight. But once you gain that, and then they start telling you about other people that you might be able to buy from, and then that just kind of perpetuates. You find new artists, and then you find, then they tell you about someone else. You just build up a trust and a respect, and then they start to share their stories. And so I can pass those stories on to my customers. So I don't sell things. They all have meanings, and someone made them, and the energy that it took to make it is in those pieces. Well, your next song does not take you to Native Americans. It doesn't take you to South America. It takes you to Africa. What's your connection with Africa? My sister married a man from Uganda uh, many years ago, and her son is now grown up. And I had different times said I would like to go and visit. In 2002, he was going to go back to spend time with his relatives in Uganda and asked if I'd like to go along. And, of course, I jumped at that opportunity, and it was a trip of a lifetime into a totally different culture that I'd ever experienced before. And then I also started reading books about the spirituality of some of the African people, and not always necessarily in Uganda, but again discovering that many of their belief systems and ceremonies are very similar to the South American Indians, which are similar to the North American Indians. And again, it's that connection of that earth-based indigenous people and their beliefs. Can you say anything that you noticed about their spirit, their spiritual rootedness or connection, or your connection to the spirit as it manifests there? 
The family themselves belonged to the Pentecostal church there. I was more interested in finding out more about the indigenous people and their old ways, and I had trouble getting that information. But then they assigned a driver to drive me places, and he was a wealth of information, and he was able to take me to some of the sacred sites, out-of-the-way places that Philip's family had not even been to. One was a place of creation for them, and that was very interesting. And he also managed to arrange for drumming so that I could hear the drumming the way it was in the past because most of the music in the city was contemporary. It was American music, European music, and not the old drumming, which is what I really wanted to hear. The next song that you picked, which is called Kalamashi, is by Yukup Adi's Odada. Now, Yukup Adi's Adada is from Ghana, which is West Africa, not East Africa. Why did you pick this particular song? It was similar to the drumming I heard when I was in Uganda, and there's something primal about drumming. I, I love to drum, I love to listen to drumming, and so I have several CDs that are just drumming, even though it might be West African. When they did the drumming for me in Uganda, it was very similar to the style, so it was the best I could do. I could not find drumming CDs when I was in Uganda. Where were you able to connect up with kind of native Ugandan drumming? Well, when I had told Edward, my driver, that I wanted to hear drumming, he arranged for these drummers to drum for me, and we were told to be at this certain place at 3 in the afternoon, and it was a dirt alley, and they set a wood chair up and set me in it, and they drummed, and there were women dancers that danced to the drumming, and I had this concert put on for me. I felt like a queen because they treated me like that. It was an incredible experience. They allowed me to take photographs, but I could not record the drumming, so I just had to put it in my memory bank and listen to these other drumming CDs now that bring those memories back. Let's tune in here. We're going to be listening to a group, the founder of which is from Ghana, group is called Yukub Adis Odada, and the song is Kalamashi, which means colonists will leave. It was a song that was popular in the independence movement in Ghana in the 1940s and 50s. Oh, 
Jane, you said earlier that part of your spirituality is rooted in the drum circle that you're part of. What kind of drumming do you folks do? Is it African drumming, Native American drumming, South American drumming? I don't know. What do you do? The drum circle I'm involved in right now, we use hoop drums. We start out with a guided meditation, and we just do a heartbeat drum. 
and that centers you and grounds you, and we try to release any of the stress or cares of the day and just get totally in focus with that heartbeat. And then we go into what we call intuitive drumming. And we use the hoop drums, and then we use different shakers and rattles and any kind of percussion instrument. We have a gentleman that sometimes brings a singing bowl. And we just create our own rhythms. And it's just amazing the connection you feel with each other when you drum. It just takes you back to that basic heartbeat that we were all born with. When and where does this happen? Are other people welcome to join? Yes, anyone is welcome to join, and we do it at Unity Christ Center, which is on Folsom Street here in Eau Claire, on Tuesday evenings from 7 to 8 o'clock. Anyone is welcome, and we usually have some extra drums and rattles, so if someone wants to give it a try, even though they don't have a percussion-type instrument, they still would be welcome to join us. Well, let's hop around the globe a little bit more. I'm going over to Siberia with this next song that you've chosen. You've chosen to complicate my life a fair amount here, Jane, because you've picked out songs that you don't know the name of, that neither you nor I can read the script of. This one, we guess, is in Russian, but uh, we can't really tell. It's just got characters that we can't read. So why did you pick this song, and what can you tell me about the song at all? Well, last summer I was in Russia and Siberia, and two of the university students that were our interpreters and traveled with us for several days, they gifted us with this particular CD as a remembrance of being with them in Siberia. And I picked the first track because the only word we can understand is Baikal, and that's the area that we were in. Uh, we were we spent time around Lake Baikal, which is the largest freshwater lake in the world. I enjoy the whole CD, but when they talk about Baikal, it takes me back to that area. What were your impressions of the Russian people, the Siberian people, or of that area? Well, when we flew into Moscow, that's just a huge city, and I didn't find the people very friendly. Everyone seemed very, very stern and very controlling. But we didn't spend much time there. We continued on and went into um, the Lake Bacall area in Ulanude, and that would be the area that would be referred to as Siberia. And it's way south. It's close to Mongolia. So it was very Asian. And the people there were just delightful. They were very, very friendly, very welcoming. We were invited into homes. There was always music and laughter. And they just wanted to share their foods and their dances and all the different talents they have. So it was incredibly beautiful. The area reminded me of Wisconsin the trees, the birch trees, pine trees. There were areas that reminded me of Colorado and Wyoming, There were the mountains and wide open areas. Very, very beautiful. Let's take a glimpse of Jane's experience over in Siberia by listening to this next song. What we can tell you is it, the song at least includes the word by call and it maybe is the name of the song as well. Возьми мое сердце в свои небода, 
Судьба мне досталась, и надо ино Резента выпасть над синей волной Байкал, Байкал, Сибирь краса Я черпаю воду, попью небеса Небеса, небеса Небеса, волна холодна, но я твою душу изведал до дна. В поселках неблизких надежный народ, ребята сибирских ядровых порог. Знание слова В глазах у любимой Твоя синева 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 Чаша в ладонях тайги, Сибирское море, Назначный прибор, Высокие зори плывут над тобой. Байкал, Байкал, живая вода, Река моей жизни впадает сюда. Навсегда, навсегда. This next song that you've chosen, we don't know the name of the song, but fortunately we know the name of the person whose CD you have. How did you run into Elena? It was like a living museum, an outdoor museum. It's hard to explain. But you would go from building to building. It, they would have the old tools and baskets and beautiful containers made out of birch bark. She happened to just, as we were going along, she was sitting on a bench playing this stringed instrument and singing, and then she would sell her CDs. So I don't know how well-known she is, but again, it just when I listen to her CD, it takes me back to that experience. We'll listen here to a song by Elena Vyatkina, whom Jane met in Siberia. Край 
Класть его, как пирог в котомку. Человек пошел отыскать свой рай. И пусть не рай, хотя бы горнихущий кромку. Белая лилия в темной воде, солнце, летящее в мутном небе. Где же ты, странник? Где же ты, где? Песня вечном думы о хлебе. Изнурял постами себя сердечный, только снова в путь это Божий страх не дает покоя душе мятежной. Земле от свесть растерять себя на лихом просторе, да не всем понять, что любовь-то есть. Ой, да ложка радости в бочке горя. Have you lived in Wisconsin all your life? Yes, I have. I was born and raised in Bloomer, so I haven't come very far. The next artist is, I think, from over near Wausau. Rothschild is where I believe he's located. How did you run into Todd Werner? He was at Unity one Sunday where he did the service, and with the service he sang many songs, also played the American Indian flute, and it was just excellent. And then he also sold CDs. And I particularly liked this one song, so that's why I brought it along. Which song did you pick out and why? Well, the title is Teach Us to Fly. Again, it talks about that earth, the earth elements, the wind and the sun and the stars. I just always connect with that, and it touches my soul. We'll listen here to Todd Werner as he sings Teach Us to Fly.
the earth rises up and it sings to the vision I see. Learning and turning around till we see we are one in the same. Now here is the call to remember we are the flame of the fire. It's the vision of peace is a tie that will bind. It's born with each breath. Every life, sister, the wind, and brother, the sea, come light up the darkness, come teach us to see, mother, the earth. And Father, the sky, you hold the answers, teach us to fly. The time is still turning around. Till it finds itself once again turning The call of the wild will call out Till we all learn to listen within I can hear it whisper around me And I can feel it rise in my soul It's the earth calling on us home again for the sin to learn to heal Sister the wind and brother the sea come light up the darkness come teach us to see Mother the earth and Father the sky, you hold the answers, come teach us to fly, sister the wind. Yes, and brother the, sea. brother the sea, come light up the darkness, come teach us to see, and mother the earth, and father the sky, you hold the answer.
It appears to me, Jane, that someone back in 1998 taught you to fly down to Peru and Ecuador and over to Siberia and over to Africa. Do you have plans for the future? My plan is to go to the last two continents that I have not visited yet. I need to go to Antarctica and I need to go to Australia. But, you know, with all of my trips, most of these weren't planned ahead. They just happened. And especially like the Siberian one, I had no desire to go there. But the opportunity presented itself, and I couldn't turn it down, and I'm so thankful I went. So what I usually do is just put my thoughts out to the universe, and the right trip will come along, and I'll know it when it comes, and I'll go. But I don't really plan it. Maybe it's unfortunate, Jane, that I didn't let you know about my trip to Australia. I'm taking off just a couple of days, even though this program is going to air a few weeks from now after I get back. Might you have just hopped on the plane with me and headed off to Australia? If I'd been invited, I'd probably go. <laughs> I don't suppose you know how to do international folk dancing and could join in our Quaker group uh, that easily? I could learn. There's still two days before we depart. Maybe you could join in. Thanks again, Jane, for doing this program on short notice. And I think it's really wonderful that the downtown of Eau Claire has the gift of the silver feather, which gives us a little bit more culture. I like the children's museum that we have down there. Now that we have the labyrinth over by the new RCU Development Center, so I count the silver feather as part of the riches that our downtown has to offer. Thanks for joining me for A Song of the Soul. Well, thank you, and it was fun. You've been listening to Jane Wolfe's Song of the Soul. You can hear this program again, see information about the songs in this program and other programs, and download them from my website, northernspiritradio.org. Song of the Soul is produced by Mark Helpsmeet. If you'd like to share your Song of the Soul with the listeners of WHYS-FM Radio, please contact me via my email address, helpsmeet at usa.net. That's H-E-L-P-S-M-E-E-T at usa.net. And please join me Sundays at 11 a.m. for Song of the Soul.